I'm like, yeah, I'm shady. What do you want? Just come out with it. How would you ever be very convinced, including me, little Welcome to This Is Place in Space, a Star Trek Voyager podcast. I'm Angelina. And I'm Sam. And we're recapping the series as we watch each episode for the first time. We don't know what happens to the characters or whether the crew gets home, but we're definitely along for the ride. And today we're talking about the episode titled Alliances, Season 2, Episode 14. It was written by Jerry Taylor and directed by Les Landau. It first aired on January 22nd, 1996 to 5.4 million homes. IMDb says this is the one where Janeway tries to make an alliance with the Kazon sect for their own protection and so they can continue their journey through the Delta Quadrant. I say this is the one where mom and dad are fighting. All right, I'm starting to notice, too, when uh, you get an episode written by, like, a Jerry Taylor, uh-huh. it's probably going to be a biggie. Yeah. Like, we talked about That's the true. X-Files um, situation where they had the Monsters of the Week, and right. then they had, like, the conspiracy story, and usually those conspiracy stories were written by, like, people higher up in the in the uh, hierarchy for that show, and I think that like this Jerry Taylor person is also similar type thing, yeah. So when you got an episode that's going to have more uh, long term consequences, mm-hmm. they give those episodes to certain people. So yes. we're in for a uh, a pretty climactic situation in this episode. Oh, we start out like that. Exactly. Yeah. I, <laughs> it starts off with a space battle, Whoa. and Voyager is, is being chased by several Kazon ships. And I thought that it was going to start off with, like, previously on Star Trek Voyager, because it started so in the middle of the action, and then it didn't say that. I was like, oh, this is really happening right now? They're really under attack? It's not some other battle that we've already seen? It's one of the best openings. Mm -hmm. It was. Very exciting. And um, the Kazon are doing tons of damage Mm -hmm. to Voyager, and things are blowing up left and right. It's just chaos on the bridge. It's chaos all over the ship. And But once, uh, I guess Voyager's putting up a fight of its own, though. And mm-hmm. so the Kazon ships retreat, but they've knocked out Voyager's engines and their shields. And there's casualty reports all across the ship. Yes, including in engineering. Um, and so uh, Taurus is over there trying to handle all this engineering stuff. Um, but she also has a lot of casualties happening all, all around her, including crewman Bandera. He, um, his console just exploded in his face. Which is a pretty common injury. It's probably the leading cause of death among Starfleet officers is your console just exploding in your face. Yeah. <laughs> They've got to do something about that. And it's really nice because like you feel for Taurus because she said that he has saved her mm-hmm. a number of times. So like she's deeply connected. This is a Maquis person who um, has this casualty. Um, Torres immediately goes to the doctor and then he goes to sickbay and doc- the doctor is completely swamped. Like he is so swamped. Mm-hmm. And um, 
she he's like it has to be an emergency because we're completely you know swamped in here and uh she said it is so they she sends uh bandera to him and he says he'll do what he can yeah and then back on the bridge it's still chaotic Chicote says there are casualties on every single deck, but no fatalities, so that's good. So far. And then Paris gets up from the um from his station and he asks permission to go give Torres a hand, which I thought two things about this. Yeah. yeah, one is I it doesn't really come into play anymore after that. I don't uh-uh. even think we see him helping her. No. So it's just like they just want to keep that Torres Paris connection. Yeah, I think they're trying I think to do they something. Do too. I like this is my first this is the first time when I'm like, oh, are they really gonna go there? I hope they are because I do like the characters chemistry. Yeah. Yeah. The actors, the actors' chemistry. It's funny that really we good. we we never really see them together though. No. Like la- uh-huh. in the last episode where he went to rescue her from right. the robot ship. But we only saw them together very briefly when he, when he beamed her onto his shuttle, right. and then this one we don't actually see them together. But yeah, they keep they keep Put putting, putting them, them in the together, same situations yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and then the other thing I was thinking was, isn't he like the backup to the backup nurse? I know he should be in the in the sick bay. Yeah, <laughs> he should be but in sick bay. But he'd rather help Torres an engineer. All he knew was his was there was no more reason to be a pilot. All he is is a pilot, and yeah. the ship can't go. So I'm gonna go do something else. Yeah, but I'm not gonna go to sick bay. No, <laughs> no, that sounds boring. Um, and he's not trying to get with Cass anymore. So yeah. why 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 would I go to sick bay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Torres. I'm trying to get with Torres. So I'm gonna go to engineering, <laughs> which I also think is nice because this, especially this episode, I'm like, oh no, is the Chicote Janeway uh, ship dead in the water? It's bad in this. episode. It's not good. And like, uh, well, it's like, just it's a it's a sad day for the the um, Chicote Janeway shippers. Yeah, say that. Paris and Torres are having to carry the load. Uh, yeah, for exactly. the shipping. Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, on the bridge, Tuvok tells Janeway that the navigation system is down, so they're not going to be able to go anywhere once until they get that fixed anyway. Yes. So we go back to sick bay, and Banderas is not responding, and the doctor and Kess are trying, but it's too late. He's dead. Um, Taurus is really sad about this. And again, it goes back to, like, he saved her life in the Cardassian border. This is a this is one of her, like, brothers-in-arms kind mm-hmm. of situation. The Maquis, yeah. So we're going to get a Maquis episode. Yeah. Starfleet Maquis are not Maquis happy. <laughs> dichotomy. Yeah. And in the... I think that was... Was that the end of the episode? Or was that when the theme music played? Yes. Okay. And then they come back, and they're in the ready room... And uh, Chicote comes in to let Janeway know about Bandera's death. And Chicote will be the one to arrange a memorial service. And he suggests that Voyager needs to make some changes. So yeah. we're back to the doing things the Starfleet way or doing things the Maquis way. I thought they had kind of settled this a couple of times already on the show. You're going to have to go back to that. I don't think it's oh, ever going to be settled not once and for all until yeah. they get home, if they get home. Yeah. And he says, uh, he tells Janeway, Starfleet works well in the Alpha Quadrant. And he's correct because they have so much power behind them that they don't, they've already kind of extended their might. So they don't have to prove their might. And there's so much, many of them. Yeah. See, so when he says that, um, and then he ends up saying, you know, maybe we should do things more like the Maquis because the Maquis didn't have like a support system. They, they were very much in Voyager's shoes yeah. in the Delta Quadrant. They were. Uh-huh. 
Alone. loners yeah with with they nobody. were they were they had two enemies they had the the they had starfleet that was the enemy they had the cardassians mm-hmm. that were the enemy and so they didn't and they didn't have any friends and they're constantly surrounded by enemies yeah Correct. and so yeah so when he says that i you know, normally when we've had these conversations, I'm typically the Starfleet person and you're typically the Maquis person. That's just the way, like, our personalities go. Yeah. But I couldn't get, I, I couldn't not agree with Chicote this time. That's funny because I don't agree with him at all. Really? Yeah. As far no. as, well, because I, I agree with him when he says that the Starfleet works in the Alpha Quadrant. Well, it because does. I agree with that. Yeah. It's part of the Federation and by definition, a Federation is a collection of bodies. Planets, yeah. And Voyager doesn't have that. They're just themselves. So you have, the Federation means nothing, not only because it, it doesn't exist in the Delta Quadrant, and so p- nobody cares what the Federation is, but also because there there's nothing no to back one backing up. them yeah. up. There's nothing to back up. So there's nothing to you... back up the name of uh, Starfleet. Right. Other than Voyager. Right. Yeah. So then, it, I mean... Then, you know, my my imagination kind of went wild with what are some different ways that they could be doing things, you know. And But I think what Chakotay ends up saying is right. Like, we need to make some alliances but here. they, But they but here, yeah, I, I understand that. I get that. But, like, they should have made alliances with any of the friendly aliens that they have come across. Like, the species they have come across. Not, like, what they're what he's going to propose, which I don't agree with because like a natural alliance. So like they come to like a more like, like the ones where Tom Paris um, messed up, uh, trying to sleep with the, with the lady. <laughs> oh yeah. That would have been a good, they, they had alliance. like, that would have been a good alliance. Yeah. Paris messed that up. Apparently. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he messed it up. I think they fixed it, you know, so they right. could have, that would have been a smart, like, so those kind of aliens, the trans, the ones with the transporter technology, if they hadn't messed that up, yeah. they, they messed that up. The Sicarians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so did like Seska and Torres and Tuvok messed it up yeah. also. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. They messed it up. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but but anytime they didn't mess up one, that would have been the time to make alliances. Mm-hmm. Not not just keep going on their way and not make an alliance. Or, like, make a plan to, like, go to, like, more friendly um, species and make alliances with those friendly species. Because um, what... Yeah. Because... um trying to now too late try to make an alliance with somebody isn't going to work you're, you're too desperate you know what i mean yeah they may need to wait a little bit to get to some new, I, I imagine they're like other i mean the quadrant's so big that it's going to take them 70 Correct. years or like to get home that like, like the, there must be some other species that we'll see in like season four that are nowhere near this part of the galaxy and then maybe start fresh yeah they haven't heard about how voyagers the or ship like, of death and yeah. all that or like the native american the native american aliens they could have made an alliance with them like yeah that's not out of the question at this point either i mean because they ended up on good terms mm-hmm. um but i disagree with in in general though that you can't just live like by this federation dogma yeah at this point and like he says they're they have to be more scrappy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be like a lot more, yeah. And as as Janeway puts it later, like get your hands dirty. Like they're going to have to do that. But but in this scene, Janeway, she's not receptive. Of course, she says, "I'm not going to abandon our principles just because things get tough." Which I understand yeah. that too. But um, 
And Chakotay says, well, you know, this was the fourth attack in two weeks and three crew members have died. So yeah. it's getting the... the um, Desperation. The, the, yeah, it's it's intensifying. Well, it goes back to like what I said. I, I don't remember which, which episode I said it, but like what's the point of like your honor or your glory or whatever, your character, if you're dead. Like, you know, and it's getting to that actual point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's certain things that the Federation or that they do on behalf of the Federation that I do agree with as far Mm -hmm. as not interfering in the natural progression of a planet and things like that. But um, and I and I I do think they figure out a pretty good way in this episode to address the idea of um, putting technology in the hands of people in the Delta Quadrant as well. But yeah, I think that Janeway is going to have to be a bit more flexible when it comes to forming alliances or interacting with the rest of the quadrant. Yeah. And like Chicote says, I don't think we can afford to keep doing business as usual because the ship keeps getting destroyed. Well, and they don't even know if any of some of the stuff is so messed up that they yeah, they're kind of stuck again. right there. Yeah. And then he leaves, and Janeway looks troubled, and this is like the crux of the episode and why I end up why I really like it. Yeah. So we're in mm, a big room. It's like a meeting room of some kind. <laughs> we're in it for because memorial I don't service. know that we've really seen it. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it could just be the, the mess hall kind of repurposed, but yeah, or like a conference room or something. But anyway, it's where you have a funeral on the ship, apparently. Yeah, and so then Chakotay, he, um, he's the one that's um, over the memorial service, and he says some nice words. Um, there's a couple people in the attendance, but he's saying it specifically because he's Maki, and he talks about how... And he was friends with Bandera. Bandera yeah. yeah, and how Bandera, like, saved his life a couple of times, and then, like, he he joked, he, like, helped Chakotay in his leadership um, when he was just getting into the Maki, and stuff like that. It was, it was nice. Mm-hmm. And then um, at, at afterwards, this is what the important part is that, of course, the Maquis crew are going to mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> like, a Maquis crew is always going to mutiny. And at this point, like, they've had it. Like, and, you know, you can't blame them because, again, they don't, they're not known for their principles. Although, I don't think that's fair. No, they have they, principles, but, yeah, they just don't apply out here. No, they're, like they're, they their don't. Principles they, were, they're always not having principles. That's what they're like known for. The Maquis? Yeah. Well, no, I mean their whole the the reason that they organized to begin with, right? Was because, because of, that of a Cardassian good conflict. Yes. So that's yeah. the principle. But like every like time, they have good hearts, but they're gonna do it in a very um, extremist way. They're gonna do you know the things that they do. Yeah, but I always I feel like they always kind of. Like, so, like, for people who are willing to die for a cause, there's very specific people. And I'm thinking of um, Norris, Karen Norris, who's going to, like, very extreme no matter where she is. And she's always going to, like, kind of side with the underdog. And she's always going to be, like, her against the world. Like, that's the kind of extremist. Yeah. But, like, the Maquis are never shown that way within these conflicts. Like they, they're, they're just, just like, like opportunists, yeah. More like they're yeah. opportunists. They're like, I don't care about Starfleet. I, I don't care about live. this. I just want to live. I yeah. want to get home. Yeah. I don't care about any of this. And I'm like, you are willing to die. You are willing to go against like two very large, powerful entities, knowing that you're probably going to die about it. Um, this is I. I don't feel like the when they write. Sometimes when they write the Maquis, they don't feel fair to them or they're the type like of person. Nuanced. 
or the type of person that would join a Maquis revolution. I Does see. that make sense? Yeah, well, because, like... Because like, their they, whole thing they, is they, they don't... They, they, yeah, these two crew members, these, they, I don't think we've ever seen them before, they come up to Janeway, Janeway tells them, you know, you can speak freely uh-huh. uh, about your concerns, and they basically say, we don't care about the Prime Directive, give the Kazon what they want, the, replicators. the technology, We're gonna replicators, be gone whatever anyways. they want, and we'll be out of here. Which, that's where, like, you're, they're not... They're not considering the ramifications that Janeway has to consider what? of of if you give them this technology to this pretty aggressive race Oops. of people, um, you're going to start some Dominate. other conflict, yeah. possibly similar, possibly worse than the one that you were trying to fight against Correct. back in the Alpha Quadrant. So and it's like, yeah, did you only very specifically care about that con? It's like. Oh, I care about the civil war in I don't name some country in the you know in the world, right. but I don't care about the civil war in the other country in the world, some right. other country. Like I care about the one that's happening on the African continent. I don't care about the one that's happening on the Asian continent. Say, Correct, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, why wouldn't you? You know, exactly. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like I think it's dumb because you have like these aggressive people. You have better technology, but you're only one ship. The Kazon are attacking you. If you give a mouse a cookie. Then you're just going to be like they're going to be your lords. They're going well, to try that's to true, they're going true. to try to like get over on you. They can't be trusted. So I don't know why. And the Maquis would be smarter than that. Like I understand why Seska kind of did what she did because she wasn't really a Maquis. She was a Cardassian spy. Right, yeah. Um. But like Maquis, like Maquis, I feel like would be smarter. They would be more um, paranoid. They would be like more um, will, uh, less willing to trust. And I these see. Maquis are just like they, they they would be like highly like you know I don't know right well yeah they wouldn't give something to the Cardassians to get them off their back because they know that that would have a equal and opposite reaction with the Federation or vice versa they wouldn't give something to the Federation to get them off of their back but it's an easy conflict because Maquis don't, don't, don't aren't necessarily they don't believe in the the values but yeah. I don't sometimes I don't feel I feel like they're used as like pawns they're, yeah or they're more like they, they they it's like the the Maquis weren't a political force they were like pirates the, yeah like, rebellious like scallywags yeah. that yeah that didn't really do anything except for do things for their own gain and that's not right. Really, what the origin of the Maquis were? No, and like yeah. we, again, people who believe in revolution, mm-hmm. like, are very specific. Again, be like Kira, more tactical about more it. More tactical. Yeah. Maybe Kira Narice. The Kira Narice went on and like she did a bunch of like right. <laughs> mini like revolution moments, you know? Because yes, your natural tendency because you're going to do that. Well, that's where Janeway, I would think, would would be like, okay, these are, but these are also two like lower part of the totem pole people on the Maquis, these right. two people, we've never seen them before. No. That's where Janeway would need to go and establish with Chakotay. What is your, I mean, later on they talk, we kind of jumping around on this episode, but that's because yeah, it's like such, no, it's like a really good, it's it's a really good premise. Mm-hmm. And it like sparks this like kind of debate and stuff where it's like, ask Chakotay, what even do the Maquis want? We're not running this ship as a Maquis ship. We've established right. that. But even if we were, what would, 
they even want they because there's what like Chicote, you know you know better than this right yeah they want these guys down here on the bottom want to give away everything yeah but and then Chicote's going to talk about that in a second here he's going to say well there's got to be somewhere between what those little guys down here want and what Janeway wants right and Chicote talks about that and that's how they end up coming to what they need but yeah I mean I guess that's part of it too like we would we would think that Chicote is like a real, like, genuine Maquis. He was in it for yeah. the real, the right reasons. Correct. And he was probably in it for longer than these younger guys that just approached Janeway. Right. So they may not even really get it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe. They were just, oh, I want to go join a revolution. But it's like, I you're, you're, not a, you're not even a leader of any kind. You have no... Uh, authority over anybody that's why you're down here in the trenches you know? i just feel like most people who join revolutions like they be- i don't know it's hard yeah. i would think that you would want to yeah keep weapons out of the hands of anybody <laughs> yeah um yeah and i, I love janeway's acting here because then mm-hmm. she's like i'll destroy the ship before i turn any part of this ship over to the yeah. oh it's so nice and, yeah. then, and then as she passes chakotay she says so this is how the marquee would do it hmm and again I don't think that's fair. I think it's character assassination on the Maquis part because I don't see that the Maquis would do that necessarily. I don't know. Um, but I, that's where I, that's why I liked Kate Mulgrew's acting in this yeah. whole episode, but especially yeah, there because yeah. she's, she's doing a lot of things in the episode. She's dealing with this actual, uh, the fact that, yeah, like there's a crisis with right. the ship constantly being attacked. She doesn't like it. People are dying. She's, yeah, it's weighing on her. Right. And then the fact that there's this um, this movement to get away from the Starfleet stuff. Yeah. That's affecting her. And then I think the fact, too, that like it's Chakotay specifically. Right. Who were like, they've, they've gotten, they've made some great strides together and like some really great moments in the show. Like, remember when when uh the two of them went to the cargo bay yeah only to find that that nobody wanted wanted to leave the ship and that's why i thought like okay maybe it's settled i like that it's not settled because it wouldn't be settled all at once like that in real life but i think she's she's recognizing that too like i really liked this guy and so i think like when she said that to chakotay and like threw that shade at him like oh so this is how the maquis would do it huh mm-hmm. like under her breath as so that only he could hear it it was almost like there was like this this bitterness in her voice too well, that, like i thought we were done yeah. with this like why is this happening, happening? yeah, yeah. Like, and then like the disdain you mm-hmm, know? it like, was, was yeah like, disdain, like, she yeah. did not appreciate it at all yeah so i hate to see it between those two because i like them yeah. as a cool little team but i also think it's realistic and it's it's very compelling in this episode right well and also like it's when when things get um hard like when you're in between a rock mm-hmm. and a hard place that your character comes out your character like, what comes, you, yeah what you think comes out and relationships suffer sometimes yeah and uh so chicote follows her yeah out into the corridor and they make their way toward a turbo lift and chicote you know, he knows he's got to clear this up with her. And he says, hey, a lot of the Maquis feel that the Federation abandoned them years ago. Yeah. So they're not willing to die for Federation principles. Which, which again, I understand that. that. that makes yeah. Sense. Like, of all the people that we're stuck in the Delta Quadrant with, it has to be our enemy, essentially. Right. You know? Um, and then we have to do things the way our enemy would do them in the most dis- desperate situation that we'll ever be in in our lives. Right. 
And Chakotay believes there's an answer between Janeway's position and the Maquis crew members, those those two guys that approached Janeway, uh-huh. which was I was talking about before, you know? It's like, like yeah, that was a dumb idea that they had, but he's kind of saying, like, but Janeway can't be this inflexible either. Right. And Chakotay says, uh, you know, he's not sure if Starfleet protocols were even meant for situations like Voyagers, which I thought that was him... Um, Kind of, kind of trying to be diplomatic about it, you know. It's uh-huh. like I understand that you want to do things the Starfleet way. It totally makes sense. You're a Starfleet captain, but I don't think that anything that you learned was ever meant to apply to you being stranded on the other side of the galaxy. Starfleet yeah. couldn't have. Well, and also, I don't think Starfleet you have to follow Starfleet. <laughs> That's true. Oh yeah, we've seen some shady characters within Starfleet, but. You know, but Voyager's got her principles. Or, I mean, uh, Janeway's got her principles. Yeah. And so Janeway, you know, she gets tired of Chicote sort of beating around the bush on this. And she's like, what do you want? Just come out with it. Right. What What is your proposal? And then that's when Chicote says, we make a deal. We make an alliance with somebody here. And he then he specifically brings up the Kazon, a couple of the Kazon sects. Like uh-huh. he says, if we had the backing of the Ogla and the Melora... Uh-huh. Then we'd all be stronger. Which I think I think that's a terrible idea. I think go back to again, go back to aliens who like you have like good rapport with. Because like why would you ever get into any kind of situation with the Kazon? Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Like that would the Kazon would be off the table. Yeah, like that makes no sense. They're the ones that are attacking you, like all of their sex are attacking you. Like they're it's too, like, too late much. for yeah, them. Too late. It's yeah, yeah we've made they are our enemy until we can get out of their air out of their space, yeah. basically. Yeah. And Janeway, sure enough, she doesn't like it. But uh, Chicote says, "Well, you know, I think your imagination is limited by by your adherence to the Starfleet protocols." Um, but he reminds her, and this is where he kind of cuts her. He says, uh, "You know, you're supposed to make decisions in the best interest of your crew." Yeah. And so there's the Starfleet way, but then there's yeah. or is the Starfleet way going to get us all killed here? Yeah, you know, picked off one by one. Well, and like I will say, like their their fight or their argument is much more like ooh than the one in Parallax because they've been together for a long yeah. time. Yeah, it's like it's falling apart it's now. Not only falling apart, but it's like you know how to wound the other person, mm-hmm. and you have like higher expectations of the other person, so the relationship is deeper. So like the bitterness is stronger on both ends. I feel like yeah. this is like kind of like between. This is the most nasty I think I've seen their argument. Their their argument. And I think it's it's like it's personal. It's like, true to life too. Yeah. I think J- Chicote. Knowing knowing the way that their relationship is now, Chicote came to her with the proposal, and Janeway shot it down immediately. Wasn't yeah. going to hear it at all, and I think he thought maybe because of the relationship that they've built, there would be a little more give and take. Yeah, but no, she and like she told those guys, "I'll die before I give any part of the ship to." the Kazon or anybody. Yeah. And so now he's kind of reacting to that. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to be this dogmatic about it, you know, like, then I'm going to have to do what I have to do to get through to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. again, it's, it's a good, it's a good premise. It's, but I hate to see, you know, two cool characters fighting like that, but it's what they would fight about. over. And it's, yeah. yeah, and it's probably how they would do it. 
Exactly. And so, then he leaves, and then Janeway looks like, hmm, maybe, I, maybe I need to reconsider this. So this, is, I think, is my favorite scene in the entire episode. Like, I, there's a lot of cool stuff that happens, and a lot of stuff that is interesting, but this, I think, is my favorite. So, of course, Janeway goes to two box quarters, and he's, like, confused why she's there, and he's like, you never come to my quarters. In fact, you so rarely come to my quarters that I know exactly all the times you've ever come to my quarters. <laughs> yeah. And I know that you need something. And then whenever you do, you usually, like, have some kind of trouble. Moral like, problem. Yeah. yeah like, I like... never see you unless you want something. It's <laughs> basically what he tells her. <laughs> yeah. And then Janeway explains to Cody's proposal to form an alliance with some of the K's on sex. Um, that there's no weapons or technology that's going to be transferred, but apparently Voyager would defend them if the Kazon were attacked. So, like, if the Kazon Ola were attacked by someone else, then jo- Voyager would step in and help. And, like, I guess the same thing would happen. Like, that, that Yeah, and so, like, that's some outside-the-box thinking, and mm-hmm. that, I think that's a pretty fair proposal for the Kazon. I still would If you're going to, yeah, if you're going to try to work with the Kazon. Um... And it just goes against everything that she believes in, going siding with outlaws, getting involved in anything in the Delta Quadrant. They are like trying to stay as as, as um, isolated like, as possible, mm-hmm, like neutral. Just, we're just getting, we're just passing through. Yeah, <laughs> maybe one day Starfleet will come in and actually, you know, formally begin relations with all of these races, but, but not we're just get, trying to get home. home. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Tuvok agrees with Chakotay's idea, which I don't think I don't think Kazon is a good idea. I think that's all terrible. But then he brings up the Klingons. This is why I liked it, I think. Because it's like a history about the Klingons and how Spock recommended an alliance with um, uh, recommended an alliance between Vulcan and the Klingons, or was it Federation and the Klingons? It was Federation and the Klingons, I- wasn't it? Oh, maybe so. Yeah, fe- the, like this is when bringing the Klingons into the Federation. Yeah, and um, so and uh, so Spock recommended it. It was very controversial, um, and in fact, Tuvok like voted against it. He did not agree because he said they're violent because of all of the reasons that I love the Klingons, <laughs> and um, and uh, but like he was he was voted down, and it was proved it proved very successful, and it did. I was like, oh, he's talking about when the Klingons came into the Federation. When I, I like really too, cool. it's like this is two weeks in a row that we've gotten sort of an organic nod to the rest of the Star Trek universe. Yeah, universe, yeah. But last week it was data. Yeah. yeah, telling the robots about data. This one I feel like is even more more organic, more appropriate, and it was a better better reference. And he says the arrangement would only be very temporary since Voyager is getting out of the quadrant. And it, it might bring, in the meantime, it might bring some stability to the region. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and even if we leave, they might go back to fighting, but they might like being stable. Yeah. And so this might really help, actually help uh, support um, the Delta Quadrant in the long run. Um, and so, you know, and then he talks about his plant and how he tried to plant it and yeah. struggle that like first. Trademark Neelix analogy. Yeah. But Neelix it was very isn't odd. in the scene, so Tuvok will take over it's, with. It's, he just happens to point at this object that's in the room at the moment. Oh, it's this grafted plant. But we learned that he liked him and Neelux both uh-huh. like plants on the Native American episode. episode that's yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, and the, <laughs> that was so cute. Um, and so, like, it's a good, it's good um, character continuity development. Continuity and, yeah. and character development. Um, and he's like, um, and it became, but in the end, it became stronger when the individual plants were alone. So. 
It adapted and became stronger. Yeah. Which could happen to the Delta Quadrant. Right. When they leave. We go ahead to the conference room. Uh-huh. And Janeway's got the whole crew sitting around. And uh, she announces her intention to form an alliance with one of the Kazon sects. And Harry Kim... He is a Star Trek all the way. Oh, he is Starfleet. Star- yeah, you know but... Harry Kim is me in the situation because I would be like, hell no. I would be agree. I would do everything Harry Kim did, including being a little bitch about it. He, like, what? he was like <laughs> so vocal. I yeah. was like, this is inappropriate. Oh, but I loved for it. For anybody no, to be I staying in that setting, I but think, especially Kim. I'm no, like, I agree. Like, so that's the strong. So like you have, I think he makes the Starfleet argument because anyone in Starfleet is not going to be okay with making an alliance with the Kazon. That's crazy. I wouldn't have, even as a Bucky, I wouldn't be comfortable with it. And so, like, I love this. I thought this was great for Harry Kim. I was like, I applauded Harry Kim. Uh, the only thing was, was he acted like a little bitch. And then because of that, you know, well, you he bring saw up, what happened. Yeah. <laughs> and when you bring up a good yeah. point, too, I guess some character has to make that point. Janeway's made up her mind. Tuvok's the one that talked her into it. He's the other Starfleet person. Yeah. No one else at that table is a Starfleet person. It would have been Chicote, Torres, Paris It would, yeah. would not stand up for the the principles no. of Starfleet and then I think what Neelix and, and Kess know, I think yeah. were at the table so I guess it's got to be Kim but I but I still would have I guess this is a criticism of the writing I would have had him do it in a different way he seemed Ooh. like way out of line <laughs> to be to be talking to the captain I think, like you that. know what and I will say this did. like I sometimes do that when I'm taken aback and like I, ha- I you don't have time to think about ooh, this horrendous thing that's happening to you and then you accidentally like inappropriately step all over your principal so <laughs> like if like, you were yeah a, a, like obligatory <laughs> teacher uh, profession <laughs> reference but so if you were at a meeting with your principal and your principal said something like you know we're going to um, I don't know reduce uh, lunch by five minutes. Uh, you know what? At a I meeting, did, okay. you would go, what? You can't do that. Uh, I did do that when we were bringing kids back from COVID and they we still had to have breakfast in our classroom. And like, it was just me. But did you do it me. like how Harry Kim It wasn't did, just though? me. No, we were like outraged. Like all of the teachers were completely outraged. What was the point of having masks? What's the point of any of this? If they're going to take off their masks and eat in our classroom for 15 minutes. But, 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 and it was like in the heart of the COVID pandemic when everything was really bad. And like we were all like that. And we did that to the superintendent. But did it, it, so did, did it happen room? like this? You guys were all sitting around. Yes. Someone says, we're going to have the students eat in inside the classrooms. And you guys immediately went, that's so dumb. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that well. did happen. And it happened. Our principal was there and the superintendent was there and we were completely outraged and it was even more vicious than what Harry Kim did. Well, you're also part yeah. of a union, which is the yeah. exact opposite of Starfleet, where he is <laughs> he has a designated rank and his rank yeah. happens to be pretty much the lowest one it that you can have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I mean, we still like, lost. We still had to have the kids eat in our classroom. Oh, yeah. And we couldn't even have them eat outside. Like, they had to eat in our classroom. Right. Just like yeah. just like Kim lost yeah. when Janeway said, but I will be happy to discuss say, this with no. you at a more appropriate time. She's yeah. like, but we're not here to discuss whether we're and going you know to what? do this. The superintendent actually said that because we were talking about, like, yeah. <laughs> something else completely. Come talk to me out <laughs> in the parking lot afterwards. And that's what they did. They Like, I wasn't one of them. I gave up. I was like, okay, fine. But like five of them cornered him in the parking lot. Oh, but it didn't change anything. No, it didn't. No, he still <laughs> ended up having kids eat. In the yeah, well, that's the difference between a democracy and 
whatever that is. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it's the same thing. We're not talking about if we're, which, I mean, you'd love to be um, uh, consulted with on stuff like that, especially yeah. when it's your health that's involved. Yeah, well, and then, yeah. like, they couldn't eat in the cafeteria, so they, because they went home at noon at the time, and so they got their bag like they got their lunch they got their brown bag lunch but so it's like why were they eating in our classroom when they couldn't even eat in the cafeteria right like, yeah. that made no sense mm. <laughs> anyways i'm still bitter about that I, no, clearly i'm just kidding, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right well for yeah. once you, you are the uh, harry kim of the situation yeah, <laughs> yeah. No. uh so so janeway uh, tells him that you know we're doing this i just need ideas about how we can do it and in chakotay he, he's got a couple of parts in this episode where he does some acting that's not it's just face acting i guess where you see his expression if you're paying attention and in this case he's like yeah oh, yeah she saw my she saw my way yeah. and neelix seemed like he's always been ready for this because he <laughs> he jumps right in he's like yeah. well um, just off the top of my head here, I know a guy at a nearby planet called Sobrus, and um, he's like a contact I have with the Kazon. He's part of the Pomar. I sect. really, I really like this. I really like this for Neelix. Like I yeah. love Neelix in this episode. Yeah, like I loved, I love this for Neelix. It's kind of back yeah. to the Han Solo yeah. type stuff that you were talking about. Yeah, he's got he's their if, shady underworld t- type yes, guy. Or he really is. Yeah. yeah, and I love that. And it serves a purpose. Know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, so he can uh, he can kind of ask that that Kazon contact about uh, the possibility of an alliance just to kind of fill it out. This person doesn't have any authority, but uh-huh. just to see if you know if he brings it up, would he be laughed out of the room? Yeah. And Janeway likes that idea, and then Kim is still being <laughs> sassy. Yeah, like no, this is where he was a little bitch, and guess what? He got he played around and he got yeah, told. exactly. Like you're like, oh no, this would have happened to me. I would have been like, I would have made an outrageous suggestion, and then they would have been like, they would have done it. Yeah, she's like, well, shoot, why don't we just have all the kids eat in my class? <laughs> at least all the other teachers wouldn't be exposed and then your principal goes let's do that yes it's not a bad idea so yeah because that, that's kim's all uh, why don't we just contact saska and form an alliance with her and then Tor- torres is the one that speaks up and goes well, yeah you know what i think saska might be open to that because she's know. the one who's wanted to unite all the sects anyway so, but which like that's by using like, federation, like you cannot formalize with someone who literally attacked your ship and wants your technology and wants your ship. I think that's crazy. It's almost like keep your friends close and your enemies closer, Ooh, sort yeah. of a thing. Like, well, yeah, when we first watched it, I was with you. I was like, that's the worst idea ever. Yes. That'd be like we're trying to avoid. You're getting. A, uh, you're it's getting... like during the Cold War, and the United States is like. Oh man, these Russians sure are a pain in the ass. We need like an alliance with somebody, and then eventually they talk their way into like let's form an alliance with the Russians. That would like <laughs> yeah. that would stop all like the, the attacks. Other like, Russia, yeah, I guess I it would, but they're causing the attacks. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, which I mean, you know, it's it's all the different Kazon that are going after Voyager because they haven't made friends with any of them. I don't know. I liked Torres's thinking as long as they're trying something. Ugh, you know, I think it's terrible. Chicote, he yes, he, he thinks it's a yeah. terrible idea. But Janeway, now this is where I think Janeway kind of says this out of spite. Yes, almost. she she does this whole idea just to fuck with yeah. Chicote because she's like, oh, you know what? You want to do this idea? You want to get your hands dirty? Well, well, let's get our hands dirty. Mm-hmm. Let's go to your mortal enemy who stole your semen yeah. and implanted it in herself. 
we're gonna go with that person, that totally stable person, and that totally stable yeah. like sect of the Kazon just to fuck with Chakotay. Exactly. She did it. Your specific, idea. She did it specifically. Yeah. To like fuck with. See, that's where it's, it's almost like, like she the, sabotaged the whole thing in oh, a way. I mean, yeah. they don't they don't say that in this episode, no, but you can read that into it. But yeah. see, that's like that's almost like the contempt of like a person who's been married for too long and need they need to get a divorce like that's the amount of contempt that Janeway had for this whole plan for Chakotay and she fucked with him she's like oh you want to do this okay let's, let's we'll do, do this Again, then, yeah. you want to you play around well you, you're gonna find out like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's what Harry Kim happened to Harry Kim that's what happened to Chakotay and they say, that's what I like is like uh-huh. that is that's that's a side of Janeway that I don't know that we've seen but I like it it's like stubborn yeah but not like oh, not like in a villainous way. She's yeah. just like I'm the leader, I'm the captain, and, and she's the only one who's ever been put in this position on Star Trek. As far as I'm the captain of a very like non-compliant crew in a lot of ways, you know. So yeah. I have to like put my foot down even harder. Yeah. And so yeah, so you come fine. Like yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like genial. I'm not trying to be. Um, like the cool person in the room, like yeah, you come to me with the these ideas, then like you have to go and and play them out, and then then come back to me because at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, she's like, see, this is why we do things a federation yeah. way. Like, yeah, I, I try. We try we your learn, way. You learn your but lesson. It's, not... it's like Arrested Development. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I taught them a lesson or whatever. <laughs> this is why you don't teach lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, so she likes that. She likes the Seska idea. She's but she at least says all contact Seska. Like yeah, you can't. You've been through too much with her. Yeah. And then, but we, you've all been too. That's the problem. You've all been through too much with her. Yeah, but like, she's riding no around way. with yeah. with with uh, Chakotay's seed right now. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a bit. That's a bit personal. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't trust him in that position. Um, and then Neelix is going to go to Sobras to to make contact with his uh, person with the Pomar. Um, and then, you know, everyone kind of leaves. And then Janeway, again, good acting. She gives, like, this long sigh of, like, God, this is exhausting. This is, like, too much. Yeah. This is, like, the worst spot that we've ever been in. And yeah. I think possibly, too, because, again, like, things are falling apart with Chakotay. Yeah. That working relationship that they had. Exactly. So we're on the bridge, and then Kula and Seska respond to Voyager's communication, and they do it quickly because they're so desperate. Says, I don't know why Seska left Voyager. I really don't. Like, she should have just, like, hid and, like, been... Because it's like she always kind of wants to get back, but she doesn't want to go back home, I guess. Like, and I think I don't they know. read it, too, is, like, they have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You're, you know, like, aha, we finally got Voyager where we want them. Yeah, because they're, they're going to... They'll agree to meet with Janeway, but only if they choose the meeting yeah. place, which is, like, a show of power yeah and like Jane agrees and so they'll meet in 20 hours and then down on Sobras we get um what we thought of and what probably a lot of people watching the episode would think it was, was Leia like, like dancing. a Star Wars cantina <laughs> or like a yeah or maybe a Jabba's palace it looks very much like that because you see they even a bunch have of, like the dancer yeah, like the Leia dancer. dancing yeah exactly yeah. and the little gold bikini yeah <laughs> and um Neelix shows up it's like a bar and he yeah. he sees um, that contact whose name is uh, Ja Tursa, uh-huh. and uh, Tursa's playing with li- like this puzzle, and he's doing it because uh, he tells Neelix the the dancer told him that she would sleep with him if he could solve it, <laughs> and so Neelix is like, oh well, I'm pretty good with puzzles. I'll help you with that if you'll help me out. 
and he brings up the alliance uh, with the Pomar and the Federation. And as soon as he does, these two Kazon guys come in and uh, snatch Neelix up uh-huh. and carry him out. And Tursa pretends like he doesn't even know him. Okay. And Tursa is kind of different for Kazon, I feel like, because he's... He he seems like nerdy. Sort yeah, of. He, he seems does. like a more diminutive one. Even um, yeah. yeah, he's not like the big brawny Kazon. But he like, still has he still has uh, what is it the jaw in front of his name? So that means he was able to murder somebody. Oh correctly. yeah, that's true. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, he's like the dork. But you, you could totally see him and like Neelix. If Neelix knew a Kazon, he'd know this guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he like would. a dork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we go to the conference room, and this I call this this um, scene Janeway's a snob. I think Janeway's a snob. She's again, she doesn't want to do this. That's a hot take. She does not want to do this, and she does not respect Chola, Cola, or Seska. Obviously, there's not much to to respect. Mm-hmm. So Janeway lays out the terms of the alliance. Um, the Nistrum can announce Voyager will back them in any fight that they have. Um, Voyager will provide, this is nice, they would provide food and medicine and emergency clothing when needed, but they aren't going to do any of their tech or weaponry. And I really like that. Like, yeah. that's fair. And medicine. that's, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's totally a good what alliance. can be expected of Starfleet, I think. But the way that she's kind of treating Kula, obviously this is like, um, a patriarchal, misogynistic society. Oh yeah, we already know he's, he's like she, that. Yeah. And yeah. so like, and you have to know, like, that's why it's hard because you really want to get alliance with someone who is misogynistic and patriarchal, especially if you are the woman leader. Like, however, like, you knew this going in and she didn't, like, have enough, like, culturally, like, she didn't mm. do enough diplomatically to, like, grease this going along. She was kind of antagonistic from the beginning. And, like, And so, like, I blame it falling apart. I, I don't agree with the alliance in the first place. I don't think they should have ever done this. Again, too much blood, blood. The, the, I'm sorry, the Kazon are just out of your, like, go to another alien race. Just go to another alien race. But if you're going to do this in good faith, I would say Janeway didn't give it. She didn't do, she didn't, she did it half-heartedly. Right. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. She didn't put any anything into it. So then, of course, Kula raises his hackles and he's not going to let her completely dictate the terms of the of the agreement. And instead of like compromising or figuring out like a good compromise between, because he wants to trade like um, crew, members crew members, also, which is like I would mm, never do no. that. But there's something you could do to like there's something she could have done, compromised something that would have satisfied what he was looking for because he wasn't really looking to get the crew members on her ship. He was looking for, um, like in his way, he was trying to like. Um, you're not going to set the full deal. Yeah. Like, I have he just input, wanted to get something some in input, there. something. Yeah. So it's like, we're not your slaves. We're not, you know, even though they're getting a lot and it's a very fair deal, like, when you come to a table, you have to negotiate. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so he went too far. Sesco wanted to take it, but then that made it worse because, again, the power play between Sesco and Kula isn't good because he knows she's she, she has all the good ideas and she's so smart about everything. But she's still a woman, and like he's always feeling that she's trying to take his place. She's trying to yeah. leave. Again, she's Macbeth, or she's no. Nah, that's a really good Macbeth's point. She, wife trying to lead from behind. She even like this is terrible, like from our sensibilities. But she even could have not even been present at the negotiations, knowing that it's a misogynistic race. That yeah. she had Tuvok there with him, or mm-hmm. me with her. She could have just had Tuvok do the negotiating, right? 
because just to get that out of the way of like, well, he's going to be an, an a-hole about me being negotiating at all, which again is like, it's, you're, you're sacrificing your principles, but you're also not going to change this the culture. Uh, yeah. This, yeah. this misogynist culture overnight. So do you want the alliance or don't you? Right, but she didn't and, want the alliance. And yeah, so like I guess every, not. everything I mean, like you she say did, she's doing it half-heartedly, probably, you know, maybe subconsciously. And also, I mean, it's just drama for the show, yeah. you know, from the meta standpoint, but yeah, like she would have I think she would have it would have just been Tuvok and Paris yeah. <laughs> in the room or something. And then like there would have he could have the Tuvok could have compromised. He mm. wouldn't have t- You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe maybe or maybe Cola wouldn't even have sought anything beyond that because he because he wasn't being cowed by a woman yeah you know so of course Janeway doesn't take um so he think he's like he's like you're not you're too good to part truly partner with us which is fair like they are too good and they feel like they're too good and you always know when someone's being a snob to you yeah. you know what i mean yeah um you get the sense like you just know it like well, I'm, oh i'm, not I'm all for, for her you. snobbery yeah. <laughs> you're not i mean yeah like it's just one of those things um and so then of course he doesn't then is off the table and he just starts acting like you know a misogynistic asshole and um He's like, you're not. You're just gonna throw our alliance away. Um, and then Jane was like, this was a bad idea. She takes the alliance away. Um, Kala tells Tuvok to tell Janeway to be reasonable, of course. And that's what Janeway and was like. And she shuts down that meeting and leaves. Yeah, because that was so dismissive. Where Kola looks to Tuvok, she's like, tell her to be reasonable. Like, yeah. You have no idea about Janeway and Tuvok. Yeah. But like, Sick bastard. Yeah. But again, you're coming from a misogynist. If you're getting in with the patriarchal, misogynistic mm-hmm. society, then you, and you knew that going in. Well, and especially for the purposes that they're doing it. It's not because we're trying to bridge any kind of a social gap no. between these two. It's like, we're trying to get home. We need, like... Protection. We, yeah, we need yeah. protection. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, we go back down oh, to Oh, and the- I will say also, and to be fair, like, the Kazon aren't necessarily, like, the, like, you know, the most lofty of uh, species, Not obviously. But... Um, that she is being specious as well. Like, I mean, granted, there's bad blood between the Kazon, but I'm going to get back to like that she's being very specious. Um, especially when we see what happens later in the episode. Okay, well, maybe I'll if I remember, then I'll I'll challenge you on that. <laughs> um, back down on the planet, Neelix is being dragged through some tunnels, and he's got like a cut on his head at this point. So those those two guys that took him must have like bashed him in the head um and neelix is tossed into like this cave and he sees all of these um people they're all of the same race i guess because they all have like this the brow this brow situation i i think it it looks like they have like a stingray over their eyes that's how i kind of with the tail being like down the nose oh yeah it kind of looks like that yeah Uh uh-huh yeah so um and there's babies in there, there's there's children, there's men, women, children, babies, all of that in there. So Neelix is kind of surprised by what he sees. And they go to commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we come back from um, the ca- the commercial and we're back in the cave. So he's greeted by Mabus, um, who says everyone in the cave is the Trabe. So the Trabe were the ones who um, were, like, enslaved, the Kazon. Yeah. And, um... You know, treated them terribly, yeah. and then the Kazon finally fought back and, you know, pushed took them out of the, out. took yeah. them out, um, and like, you know, destroyed their home planet and took over their home planet. 
And so um, the, this is what the trade is. is. We just met the trade. Um, and he looks as bleeding. And so he goes and he's like going to help him with his wound. And Mavis talks about the Kazon, how like they just block up anyone who isn't Kazon. And um, how many of his people have died. Like his group had gotten um, attacked in space by the Kazon ships. And it's been five days and uh, many of their people have died already. And he's like the only member of the governing council of the tribe left. Um, he asked Neelix how many guards he noticed. There's only two because the Kazon figured the cave would be enough of a, a deterrent. Deterrent from escape anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was managed to get a message to another trade vessel, so they don't plan on sticking around long. So essentially, he kind of invites Neelix to go with him. Yeah. So eh, intrigue. Mm-hmm. And down on the br- or up on the bridge, uh, Voyager is getting ready to meet up with Neelix, but he's late, and we know mm-hmm. why. And Janeway says, "We'll wait for two more hours, and then if we need to, we'll go to Sobras and." Um, and pick him up there if he hasn't shown up. Because I guess they were supposed to meet at a certain place. But Neelix wasn't there. So we're in engineering. And this is where we find out that um, Torres is no longer, like, splitting the line between Maquis and uh Janeway Starfleet she is fully in Janeway's camp and she's staying there and she's letting everybody know it which I really appreciate because that's a lot of growth from um oh yeah the last parallax time. <laughs> not even just parallax uh from the when they uh the, the one where they took the replicator machine or oh the, right oh the, yeah that's um, true yeah. yeah transporter technology yeah. um so an earlier a mock crew member a maquis crew member goes to Torres trying to get information about what Voyager's plan is and what they're doing and so far, Torres says nothing much has happened. The negotiations with Seska had fallen apart quickly. He thinks that, again, he thinks Torres should reach out to Seska directly. But Torres says, I don't trust Seska. Why would I do that? I'm not going to do that. I don't trust her. Like, she trusted Things her have to negotiate, but once the negotiations fell apart, yeah, then she's like, oh, basically, yeah. I, think, I guess she's saying, well, it's Seska being Seska. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he doesn't like the, he doesn't like this answer. He thinks Torres is signing with Janeway and Jane, she doesn't think Janeway is serious about getting home. And then Torres sticks up for Janeway. She's like, you know what? You don't understand. Like she, what position she's in, what she has to do. Do not talk to me. If you have anything bad to say about Janeway's leadership or Janeway, do not talk to me about it. Which I really, I love that she shut it down. But he even like put, she even put him down directly. She's like. All you have to do is worry about the dilithium chamber being filled up. Like Janeway has to worry about everything on this ship. It's like, damn. Just, just put that guy's job down. Yeah, I wanted to clap when Harry Kim did what he did, but I also wanted to clap when Tori did what she did. Ah, uh, oh, my power team. Power team. <laughs> Unite. Yeah. Um, so, but we see that another Maquis member has heard what went down. So this was, yeah, and, and the one that comes up to Torres was the one who came up to Janeway, Janeway. earlier. And then the one who we see kind of listening to their conversation was the other one who was there when they were speaking to Janeway. But yeah. he never, he he never spoke. says anything. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. One, the one guy has like bug eyes. Yeah, he does. And then the yeah. other guy has dark hair. Yeah. So dark hair is the one who was kind of listening to the conversation, yeah. which will be important later. Yes, yes. Back down in the cave, the trade are uh, preparing to escape, and they're going to have Neelix's help. And you can hear a gunfight taking place further along down in the caves. 
And then, and so the guard who's watching the prisoners is, is he's on guard. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's alert now and he's trying, he's trying to watch them. He's trying to pay attention to what's happening with the gunfight. A little grenade rolls into uh, the scene down at the guard's foot. And then as soon as he kind of like kicks at it, it blows him up. And the prisoners are all able to escape. Sweet. Yep. On the bridge, it's been two hours since they've been able to find uh, Neelix, or since he was supposed to make his rendezvous. So they're going to go down to Sobra to retrieve Neelix. So now, now they're still in a weakened position, but now they have to go and save yeah, Neelix from another Kazon sect. Neelix always has to be <laughs> saved. <laughs> um, but Kazon ships are suddenly closing in. It's a whole armada. Red alert. Oh no, what are they going to do? And this dun, was dun, really dun, dun. cool yeah. from a visual standpoint. If I don't know how, it just when you see this episode... Pay attention to when they say red alert, just the shift on like Janeway's face looks, looks really cool when the lighting changes. Yeah. And it, it just it establishes that tone of like, oh God, things just got like really bad. Like it goes dark, you know? It's just like, it's almost like they're in a different place the way the lighting changes. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so they go to commercial, but they come back. Janeway hails the lead ship, and but they're already hailing Voyager. And it turns out it's Neelix and Mavis. And we see them pop up on the view screen. And Neelix explains that they're uh, on Kazon vessels because the Kazon vessels are actually trade vessels. And he says, everything the Kazon have, they stole from the trade. But they didn't steal from the trade. I think they, like, again, they had, like, a revolution. They had a revolution. Yeah. And they, like, killed all, like, you know, killed the trade off, got rid of them, and took all of their stuff over. Yeah, we still find out a whole lot. We get... This is going to be a long podcast episode, I can tell, because this was a, um, <laughs> well, it's good. It's, it's, a, it's a good Voyager episode, but yeah, um, but yeah we're still going to find out a lot more about the trade, but yeah, um, um, and whether or not the Kazon deserve to have these ships, you know? Yes. Um, and Mavis tells him, you know, the, or maybe it was Neelix, I can't remember, but he says they'll discuss everything over dinner, yeah. so Neelix is safe. Yes, yes. So we're in Janeway's quarters. Um, they're having she's having dinner. So it's Janeway, Chakotay, Tuvok, Neelix, and then another Trabe, and then Mavis. And um, Mavis explains that he was only eight years old when the Kazon staged their uprising. He didn't know that they were living in squalor and in ghettos, and that again. And this is where it's interesting because the reason why there's so many sects and why the Kazon fight among each other is because. That's what the Trabe put in them. Right. They, they like kind of like they stuck yeah. they stuck them away in their own like they, they you'd say ghettos basically in their own areas. They fought amongst each other for and the, the Trabe a very limited the, amount of yeah, power. power. I mean, again, it's that street gangs uh-huh. thing. We yeah. we call we always come back to the street gangs with Kazon, and that's well, what and happens with our street gangs. At least in the United States, I don't know about other. You know, we have listeners all around the world, but. Here, that's what happens. They fight over nothing. They fight over land that they don't even own. But that's what... And nobody on the upper end of the caste system cares. Yeah. Like, leave them there. Let them fight down there. Let them kill each other. As long as they don't come bother us in our palatial estates and (laughs) you know but also here's the thing is like it reminded me so like the whole trade Kazon thing always reminded me of the Haitian revolution um with the French because the Haitian were the only ones who were able to truly do a proper uprising and like Mm. literally kill all of the French and get them off of their island um but again because of the systemic 
issues with slavery and with that economy and with everything that happened, um, they've always had systemic problems Mm -hmm. based upon that terrible like history. And this reminds me of that too. Like the Kazon were able, like, like the Haitians were able to get rid of the trade and force them out. But because of a lot of the systemic issues that they were kind of, um, the society was kind of built off of, then you have the outcome of the Kazon. It's like the, yeah, the oppression doesn't end just because... The oppressors the, are dead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that's the And some people even use that situation as an excuse to continue oppression. They say, yeah. well, if we, if we weren't here, mm-hmm. how would they live? Yeah. You know, which is like, I think is a really disgusting way of yeah. looking at it. But, and they, that doesn't really come in, in this yeah. episode here, but, but the, you the, can the, see the, that the, it's the, pretty the, much what it is. The trade were the upper crust. Yeah. The Kazon were. Their slaves. Their slaves. Their yeah. And, and never treated well. And essentially, yeah, had that bred into their culture of violence, aggression. Yeah. Um, yeah, and constant so, warring. So they were encouraged to fight among each other so that way they wouldn't turn on the trade. Um, but Mavis was only eight. He didn't understand um, what the Kazon living conditions actually were. And he, of course, was told, like, propaganda that the Kazon were violent and angry and then... So this also, so they needed to keep them in their place. Yeah. They it's needed like, to do that. Yeah, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm-hmm. Kind of, You made them that way. And now you have to, <laughs> now you have to keep them at bay. Yeah. Um, so, and then when he, the uprising happened and um, the Kazan, uh, the uprising happened, Mabus was able to escape with a friend's father on a starship. Um, and uh, so Janeway relates to, to Mabus because they had to like, they fled, they, they're all alone in the Delta Quadrant. There's a small group of them. And... The Kazon are so bitter at them that they don't actually allow them to settle anywhere. <laughs> so they're uh, they're unable to settle because the Kazon come and destroy anything that they try to like kind of make happen on a different planet yeah. or any alliance they could try to make with the planet. Yeah. And so they are trapped in space also without a home. Yeah. So of course, uh, Janeway relates to them and... Uh, because they're separated, the, you know, the trade are also separated from the life that they knew. They're searching for a home, you know. Um, Chakotay is surprised that the Kazon are still trying to punish the trade, and Mavis agrees um, because most of the trade children were children when the uprising happened. In fact, the people who were oppressing them are already dead. But the trade are just going to keep going. But I will say this. I mean, the Kazon are going to keep going. So, like... All right, this is where I think she's specious. Ah, I thought you were going to... Okay, I thought it was going to be this part. I was going to ask you about he, that. he's very diplomatic when he talks. He talks the way that she expects him to talk. Yeah. He has sympathy. He knows it's wrong about the Kazon. He's able to pull, like, the wool over her eyes because he seems civilized. Yeah, that's Whereas what it comes down to. The Kazon don't seem civilized. And I hate yeah. civilized. I hate the word civilized. There's a lot of racism that goes with mm-hmm. that term civilized. But, but that, that's how it comes that's off. How it comes off. Yeah. And it was the same way. I was like, oh God, Janeway. Because she's she gets up from a seat. She yeah. makes sure to pour him um, yeah, totally a, different a than the Kazon. Completely different than the yeah. Kazon interaction. And again, I get it. it the Kazon interaction. She only had her security officer there. Yes. You know, in in, in whatever capacity he was supposed to be there. But it's like me and the security. I'm sitting down. 
while you're standing up. Yeah. Yeah. Here, they're all sitting around. You just see the complete meal. difference mm-hmm. of like what a real, a true like mediation would look like yeah. and how it would be. Yeah. And again, like the tray bar saying all the correct things that you're supposed to say mm-hmm. if you're, again, civilized mm-hmm. and all of that jazz. And the Kazon could never would never be able to do that. Yeah, I mean, he comes across as, as like you say, very, um, it's like, it's like he, he, he has more perspective about it. Like, oh yeah, they were, they were treated poorly, but you know, that was like our ancestors. And now, you know, we're the ones being treated poorly. And she just like falls right into all that. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like you say, what if they had offered the case on a meal? Right. Also, yeah. it's a, a Kazon dish. Nelix no. probably knows some Kazon dishes. Cook it up. Well, I think he may have been down on the planet at the time. But anyway. If they know. treated the Kazon like... But again, I don't agree with the... <laughs> this is what's weird. Is I don't <laughs> agree with the alliance between the Kazon. But you can see the huge amounts of difference. Yeah. And you can see like the disrespect that that Chikula did fill. Like, and that you can see it. Yeah. You know? Now, it is very interesting. and then you, And then you wonder how much of that is was conscious on the part of the writers to yeah. uh, to portray it in this way. Yeah. You know, because I think it's a very... Again, this is going to be a long podcast because there's a lot to talk about <laughs> in this episode. It's such... Yeah. It's such... It's a it's an hour-long episode just like the rest of them are, um, mm-hmm. believe it or not, but they pack so much into it that's... that's And that's another one of those, like, yeah. like very complex situations where Janeway's... Um, and let's just be honest, like, the guy looks like Janeway. Yeah. And he... Basically, seems like he could have lived on Earth. Yeah. Except that he has the stingray head. Like yeah. um, the Kazon do not look like Janeway. They don't look like what um, what we're always shown as an audience to be. What a Starfleet um, society. Yeah, and a Federation society would be like, and a Starfleet officer would be like. All yeah. our captains always look the same. Essentially, they all yeah. humans. From Earth, you know, yeah. <laughs> and they all also have that, you know, some kind of um, what we would call civility. One way, you know, they have different personalities, but yeah. So Janeway reacts to that. It's it, it made it made me a tiny bit uncomfortable watching it yeah, the first time, yeah, it but did. it's good, yeah. you know, it's challenging. Oh yeah, so we're in that dark-haired crew member's quarters, the, yeah. dark, the dark-haired Maquis, yeah. who was who was listening to Torres earlier, yeah. and he's. Oh. Um, so okay, this is where we find out that we were wrong. There were not spies on that ship, but now there are going to be spies. Oh yeah, because yeah, a couple episodes ago when the security system was was so bad and. Tuvok was like, yeah, I don't know what happened. You had the good <laughs> idea that, like, well, there maybe is a mole or something. Yeah. I still think there might be. But this, but it, whoever it is, it's not this person. Yeah. But I think that there's so much Maquis unrest that there's got to be more than somebody one. doing something to sabotage the ship. I don't know. Because, yeah, so so dark-haired Maquis um, contacts the Nystrom, and he wants to talk to Seska. Um and the the Kazon who's on the other on the other line, I don't know who the Kazon receptionist. I guess he's like <laughs> he's like, how did you even get through to us? And and the the officer just says, oh, you know, I know some things about Voyager I'm communication Maki. protocols. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm Maki and I'm shady. <laughs> and I'm an opportunist. <laughs> and so he wants to talk to Seska because um, he used to be friends with Seska as well. But the Kazon guy isn't sure that this that this officer can be trusted. So he says, I'll pass a message on to Seska. And then um, 
contact us again tomorrow and we'll let you know if Seska's uh, uh, down. And the crew member, uh, the, the communication ends and the crew member looks kind of nervous about, I guess, about Seska's um, response. Yeah, well, or just like, or about the caught. fact too that he's like, yeah, oh. that he's, he's a doing spy something. Now. Yeah, he's now essentially a spy on the Federation. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I do still, you know, I yeah, we were th- we were thinking that at first, like ah, you were right. Here's the mole, but no, he, this is the first time he's trying to contact Seska. Yeah, and that's who attacked the ship before. So. Yeah. So we're in Janeway's quarters, and she's talking to Neelix, trying to get more of a handle on the trade, and this is what. Neelix says, they were very powerful, they're very sophisticated, and they're very admired. And nobody even, they hid their mistreatment of the Kazon. Um, nobody knew about it, and even if they had, the trade would have manipulated them because everyone wanted um, the, they wanted the good grace of the trade. So they, they turned a blind eye, which again also yeah, has yeah. plenty of real world Because they wanted those trade possibilities with the trade, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Countries are constantly accused of that now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just pick, point in the map somewhere, and yeah. you're probably looking at some country that has some kind of human rights violation Correct. and still yes. has trade partners, you know? Exactly. Um, so Chicote is just like, I want an alliance, any alliance, the trade will do. That's fine. They've learned <laughs> the lesson. <laughs> but Tuvok, again, Tuvok, ding, 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 he worries about forming an alliance with the Kazon sworn yeah, enemy. Yeah, you just like, make things worse. Like, you just upped it. Uh, you just like, escalated yeah, it Yeah, you went from, like, yeah, yeah. warm, lukewarm well, water really to hot, an boiling water. Yeah. yeah. Um... But then Chakotay's like, you know what? An alliance with the Trave Armada is better than no alliance at all. And Janeway agrees e- with Chakotay because she's allying with someone that she, at the moment, respects. Mm-hmm. Because she doesn't... Again, there's no like, there's just too much bad blood between the Kazon. But, like, I don't know. Again, it's like she's so ready to go there because she's specious, I think. Yeah. Well, and, then, and then she even says at the end, Starfleet's policy... Is to deal with new species on the basis of openness and trust until proven otherwise. And then you go, well, did that happen with the Kazon? I mean, I guess it sort of did. They were going to give the Kazon water. But they then they got to, down to... The, we're talking about caretaker. We're going way yeah, back. But, but they were but, going but to give him Neelix water. Neelix ruined that. Neelix ruined that. But then they saw that the Kazon had enslaved Kess. Yeah. Again, like, and then it just kind of went to hell. And then they, they had, like, and then they got a fight over the array. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, I still think like the Kazon had any every right to that array. <laughs> like, <laughs> but Is you know, whatever. What you're doing on, are you watching? Are you writing Kazon fan fiction? <laughs> it's not that. I just I think that the Kazon are very mischievous. Like, I I like them as an enemy. They think they're. I think they're the most right now. I don't know. I like the um. What are the ones? The ones that have the the phage. Um, oh, the Vidians. The Vid- I like the Vidians the most. I think they're they're the most interesting. Yeah. But then after them is the Kazon. Well, we've seen a lot of the Kazon. I mean, it's basically yeah. the Kazon and yeah, we don't Voyager really, now. We don't really see the Vidians very yeah. much. Oh no! Now that I've said we've seen a lot of the Kazon, we we'll see never them. see them again. <laughs> Just like Kes. They'll Kes. be over in the closet with Kes. <laughs> no, we want more Kazon. It's fine. Don't, don't, don't write them out, UPN. The universe. Yeah. Uh, we go over to Sickbay because Janeway comes in there to meet with Mavis. And uh, he's in sickbay because the doctor's examining all of the trade. Uh, yeah. And the doctor says they're basically just malnourished. That's their only problem. 
And, you know, we can fix that pretty easily. And then so Janeway takes Mavis out into the, the hallway and officially proposes that alliance between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And Mavis is agreeable to it, but he says, but this is only going to benefit my group and Voyager. Yeah. And he says there's tons more of the, of the Trabe out there who are suffering under these same circumstances. And he says, um, I've got a more bold plan. Let's get all the mages of the Kazon factions together at a bargaining table, and then we can negotiate a lasting peace, and that'll solve everybody's, everybody's problems. In the Delta Quadrant, yeah. And he's totally trustworthy, so, you know, we're looking at an episode that I think is going to end well for everybody. <laughs> we're on the Nystrom ship, and I do feel bad for Colette. I guess I do feel bad for What? Colette. Like, I just do. I can't help it. Ugh. Because he <laughs> because he is, like, so upset because so so he gets word um that Janeway and that all the, the that Janeway and the Trey want to meet with all the factions to discuss peace and he's so upset about it because that was a what he wants to do he wants to be like the person who brings all the sex together number one yeah he wants to, get, and he wants to bring two, all the sex together but not for peace yeah but yeah we can do but then uh, <laughs> But not only that, but like that was he had originally was going to form an alliance with Janeway and now he's not. And of course, Seska blames Kula for letting that happen because it did. That was. Yeah. Yeah. Seska's all, you had that stupid idea of the crew exchange and it ruined everything. Yeah. And he's like, well, again, this is where you find out. Like, I couldn't let her dictate the terms of everything. No, but he says, by that, that woman. woman. Yeah, that I mean, was very misogynistic, yeah. You have like these like blind spots with Cola. You're like, he also wanted to unite the sets to take over the rest of the quadrant. He also was being mistreated by Janeway, but that's because he's a misogynist. Um, he threatens her. This is where you're like, ooh, the misogynistic. He threatens her, but then she's like, I'm carrying your child. So, okay. So, this is super soap opera. She needs to go on Maury. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, stole Chakotay's semen and plunged it in herself. And now she's going to make um, this poor Kola raise that baby. It's Chakotay's baby and it's <laughs> Kola's baby. Like, <laughs> it's both of their babies. Yeah. Um, but, so, she's not worried about him because she's with his child. Um, but she does tell him that he he's going to need to go to that meeting because he needs to see assess the mood of all the mages and they needs he needs to understand what's going on with the trade mm-hmm. convoy. And she's like, and then she's like, you can use this conference to unite the factions, eradicate the trade once and for all, and then take Voyager's yeah. ship as a trophy. So. Did you you had walked out of the room? I guess dun, when dun, she dun. said that. <laughs> no. That's I, why you sympathize no, with I, Cola? I just sympathize with the... Uh, no, I mean, I don't. He is evil, but, like, I don't know. He's also misunderstood. Well, you, you were... You kind of stopped paying attention because <laughs> you were editing your latest Kazon fan fiction. No. The Death of Catherine Janeway, part 13. I guess I always also relate to the underdog. I don't know. I just, <laughs> the racist the, or the misogynist. <laughs> I know, I don't like him. Violent I don't underdog. like him, but I do feel like he was mistreated by Voyager. Mm. But, I mean, not so much that he should like you know eradicate the trade and take the voyager like as a trophy which is why i don't agree i didn't agree with any kind of alliance with right the yeah yeah i just thought it was funny. the reason they need an alliance is because of the case <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just not a smart idea <laughs> back in the ready room neelix has some disturbing news again i love Janeway. this for, i love this for neelix i love it so much yeah he says his contact um i guess that Tar, uh, tar, tar, tursaw. Tar, 
the no, crypt. No, no. Jotaris. Ja- oh, yeah, the one that... Tosser. Ja- Tassock? Mm. Oh, no. It's very important that we get his name right. Jotursa. Ja- oh, yeah, you're right. Jotursa told Neelix that a... T- Hackrit mm-hmm. was making a sketch of the conference site. And I love this was the best line of the whole well, the funniest line was Neelix goes, and the Tacrit are not known for their art skills. <laughs> so he's doing like a little like I don't know, reconnaissance Listen, or yeah. something. Yeah. And um and no one knows who sent the, that Tacrit though. And so Janeway, Chakotay, and Tuvok interpret this as someone's trying to sabotage the conference and wipe out all their enemies at once. Yeah. And Tuvok says, if that's true, then at the meeting, uh, one party one party is going to attempt to leave before the meeting is finished. And Chakotay says, well, Janeway, you shouldn't go to the conference at all. But Janeway can't avoid it just because there's a rumor, even if it's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've they've got their guard up, so she thinks they'll be okay. And she asked Chakotay, though, to monitor any suspicious ship movements on the planet and keep a transporter lock on Janeway and, you know, the away team the whole time. Yeah, so that we so, can just transport ooh, them off. I liked that whole idea. You could tell they kind of needed to get from point A to point B in a really quick way because the episode is getting Almost to the end it. here and we need that thing. But I like that idea that, oh, someone was making a sketch. And yeah. they don't just go around and make, make sketches. sketches. <laughs> it's like, it's okay, good happening. enough. Yeah. Because they already know, like, this is very sketchy anyway. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. All, it's all, sca- yeah, it's all, you know, intrigued. No, sketchy, uh, no pun intended. <laughs> They're at the meeting room, and so Neelik is meeting with Jaltersa, um, and because he's hosting the conference. No, his name was right there the whole time. <laughs> He tries to get information about the possible attack, but Tisha doesn't want to talk about it because he shouldn't even be telling Neelix this. And this is where he's like all jumpy and like, you know, he as a person who would be giving intel that he's not supposed to be giving, he acts like it. It's very cute. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, and I like their little friendship. Again, they just remind me of like the, the school nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, he swears that he told Neelix everything he knows anyway. So then G- Janeway, Tuvok, and Mavis come in. Um, and in private, Neelix tells Janeway that Jaltresa hasn't heard anything more about the attack, but he's really nervous and he really believes that there's going to be one. Um, Teresa then introduces the mages of all the factions and Janeway introduces Mavis to Kola. And Kola, um, he's all, you know, I will never see the day. I never saw the day that we would be at a table meeting with a trade. Yeah. Um, then again, when the meeting begins, he notes, like, he's very skeptical about the peace with the trade. And she said, uh, Janeway's like, I think all of us are tired of the constant violence. But I, I don't know if they would be because they're always fighting among each other anyways. Who, the Kazon? Yeah. I guess so, but, yeah, I mean, I guess that's what she's getting at. I mean, we know Kola doesn't want the violence anymore either, but we know it's because he wants to rule over all of the Kazan. Yeah. So he is tired of the constant violence, but for a different reason. <laughs> yeah. So then he, um, maybe says the Trave are just trying to find peace and a new home to settle peacefully. And then Kola's like, you only want to find peace for yourself. Um, he gets up to pour himself a drink from the pitcher, but that's it. Everyone's on guard because they're still waiting yeah, for the Yeah, Tuvok trader. looks at him and he mm-hmm. looks at Tuvok like, chill. He pours Janeway a glass of green juice and asks why Janeway wants to ally with the trade, especially since she refused the offer of his, uh, his <laughs> pact. So he, again, he's saying, like, look, you didn't, you refused to ally with, ally with me. Why are you allying with these people? 
Especially like they're the tra- they're the Kazon sworn enemy. They treated the Kazon so poorly. When he does eventually get into that too, he's like, "She's a hypocrite." Yeah, and she is. the Federation's precious values exactly. aren't really all that. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, is designed so like in Kola, he brings up the fear that Jane was aligned with the Trabe is just going to force the Kazon into like being like under them again. Right, right. Back to the old situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Janeway does admit that her alliance with the Trayvon is partly to show strength and to show their determination of Voyager that it's not, but it, but she's like, it's not a threat, it's an offering. Peace will provide stability for everyone. Cole announces he can't trust a woman and a Trabe. <laughs> Misogynistic, <laughs> but also true about the Trabe. <laughs> And like again, like they are the great villains of the Delta Quadrant, according the to Kazon. Right? Yeah. Well, I so mean, like, why are anyone... you aligning with the greatest villains in the Delta Quadrant? Yeah, I think almost anyone objectively would believe that too. But again, I that's why I like this episode's portrayal of it. That everyone in the Delta Quadrant knew the Trabe were were basically committing human rights violations, is what we would call them. But they didn't really do anything about it because yeah. it wasn't in their best interest. And now. That that's the only place where I I would agree with Cola. Yeah. You know, it's like don't side with these guys. Like they're getting their just desserts now. Yeah, you know, and they should. And then he's like, if these are Federation values, I want no part of it. Mm-hmm. Which fair. Like if this is all your view of the Federation, then yeah, I agree. Yeah, you know? I think he is right about that. He's yeah. he's still wrong. He's still, still dirty. Wrong, yeah, <laughs> but the trade are also or. But then it's like, well, but that was the old trade, not Mavis was eight. You know. Yeah. So, but then this new trade doesn't do any better because the Maba steps up and says there can be nothing further about this discussion. He wants Janeway and Tuvok to leave, and he's very like shady and insistent that Janeway and Tuvok leave. And Janeway and Tuvok look at each other because dun dun dun, Mavis is the traitor. Yeah, and they look immediately and they're like, ah, dang. They're like, ah, so she tells again. She tells all the Kazon to take cover and she's like it's a trap a trade ship appears at the window and then she says red alert Chakotay beams the whole party back up but i would have left mabes there but um they beam Mavis back oh she's got to get her emmy uh, <laughs> nominated performance though <laughs> she's like i'm gonna need this guy so i can get that trophy and, and then, then we're gonna Voy- send him back <laughs> yeah and then voyager like it they 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 fire torpedoes um to hit the, the Kazon ship trying to fly off and trying to like that was trying to kill all the Kazon. Oh, this was so cool. Yeah. I can't remember a scene like this in this era of Star Trek where you see a ship on a in a planetary environment, you know, a spaceship I guess essentially in a planetary environment and he and he's it's like there while the actors are there too and it and then it fires into the window of the meeting room like it was like effects wise very cool yeah it was i mean it wasn't super um like complex or anything but it's just something that you don't really see on star trek that much yeah and i thought it was like as far as like action goes it was it was really neat um we get multiple angles of it shooting into the window and yeah it was like an ambush but with like a spaceship yeah i thought that was really cool yeah. Just another, like, one of the standout things about this episode. <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, so all the Kazon leaders are safe. So then, um, they and, the, um, yeah. So, yeah. Mentioned. You mentioned, yeah, how, how the Voyager, like, shot them from orbit or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That was so cool. Saved, that was all, awesome. saved all the Kazon leaders. 
But but they're not going to get credit for that, you know. Who Voyager is? Yeah. No. No, of course not. No, the, the kids aren't just going to remember that they were at a meeting that Voyager called. Yeah. <laughs> and then they all got shot at by a spaceship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And in the transporter room, um, uh, Mavis is upset because Janeway ruined his chance to decimate the Kazon leadership and bring peace. So he and Cola are kind of the two sides of the same coin. Cola wants to unite the sects. To eradicate all their enemies. Uh-huh. And Mavis wanted to um, eradicate all of the Kazon. The, well, the leadership. <laughs> and the in, in this leadership. way, there will be what they consider peace. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Kazon leadership. But then you then you kind of get the sense, oh, and then they're going to go back to subjugating the remaining Kazon or something, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, or maybe not. But, I mean, you, you figure the hatred works both ways, too. Yeah. Like, the Kazon want revenge on... Uh, the Trabe all the way down to the descendants. Right. Well, the Trabe have been the prey of the uh, Kazon for so long that they probably really hate the tra- the Kazon now. Yeah. And so well, they always hated the Kazon. Yeah. So now it's like it's just another. It's again one of those things that uh, that that um, results from any kind of an oppressive regime, and then freedom, and then resentment, and <laughs> bitterness, and eternity of uh of unrest basically anyway so janeway uh she's mad that that he manipulated voyager to get them at the bargaining table yeah because he used voyager trade could never Mm -hmm. have gotten all those keys on at the they used they used voyager they would have just been wiped out they think the keys on like voyager despite themselves (laughs) well they they respect it like even in that battle at the very beginning of the episode even though they had Voyager on the ropes, they still had to retreat because they knew how yeah. formidable Voyager is Was, compared yeah. to them. So, I mean, Voyager is a presence, you know. Yeah. Um, Mavis tells Janeway it was necessary to to do that, and she can't be naive about the way that peace is going to be won in the quadrant. Again, one of those mm. kind of nuanced things. <laughs> Tuvok. He can tell that Janeway is not having any of this, and he starts to drag Mavis up, back <laughs> onto up onto the, the transporter pad. He's like, shut the you. hell up, guy. And Janeway tell, has him beam back to his ship mm-hmm. um, because she refuses to make deals with executioners. So that's where she draws the line. Executioners and um, people who are misogynistic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> These are the two people she won't make deals with, which is unfortunately all she encountered in this episode. <laughs> And then they beam, uh, so Mavis gets beamed away, and then Tuvok tells Janeway, uh, we probably want to leave before the Kazon leaders can get back to their ships. Uh, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> another, another failed uh, excursion for Voyager. Voyager. Yeah, so we're in the conference room, and Janeway <laughs> gives a speech, and she's like, we're more vulnerable now than ever. Yes, you have mm-hmm. all the Kazon sex, all the Kazon sex angry at you, and you have enemies with the Trave. So now it's like, who are you going to ally with, ally with? anyways but she doesn't want to because um so she's like tuvok will schedule more battle drills to get everyone battle ready and she kind of checks on the status of the whole ship too you know like taurus how are our engines neelix what's our food supply like because she's just untying the knot that they tied in this episode yeah getting things back to the status quo at the beginning of the episode we're fighting on our own. We yeah. are our only ally. <laughs> we yes, need to make sure we have ourselves. all the resources that we need. She's like, this was the lesson for her. She's learned that lesson. She's like, in a part of space where there are few rules, 
then Voyager has to stick with their rules. Yeah. And the only ally they need is the Federation principles. And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> and then at that point, Kote looks disappointed, mm-hmm. as you would in your leadership when you have made even more enemies at the end of it. That was um, another one of those where like, you just you had to be paying attention to him. Yeah. To see it. But yeah, he kind of, he knows that this, the speech was meant for him. Yeah. Like, it's like, it reminds me of the classroom when two students have done something. You don't really <laughs> want to call them out specifically and insult their day, but it's like, so then you know, tell them the whole oh, class. Yes. And then those two students know, oh, she's oh, talking about mean, us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, which honestly, like, and to go off on a little bit of a tangent here, but like, I, I like that about Star Trek anyway. It, it, it the the way that it's shot isn't like nowadays i feel like they would just hit us over the head with chicote's reaction yeah he'd get his own his his own shot of him going mm, you know yeah. but this was like you see it you know if you're paying attention you see it if you didn't you didn't it's like they don't they 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 give the audience a little more respect yeah. i think to be paying attention now 25 years later you know they're, they're, everyone's got their own camera angle and <laughs> and if you didn't catch their emotion like oh they'll make sure you catch it and they might even have a monologue about it later. yeah and they'll play they'll play the appropriate music in the background to reflect it and all of that <laughs> yeah so that's it the Voyager's back on to um, <laughs> getting attacked by everybody twice weekly yeah we, we can assume anyway we'll see what happens so what did you think of this episode I really liked it. I really liked it. Um, again, I, I like the Kazon as an enemy, um, but this made me sympathize with them. Um, you know, it's one of those things. Like, you see more of their backstory. You see more of, like, how their um, culture kind of got um, embedded in them. Mm-hmm. And um, then you get to see the trade for, like, you know, what they were, and they were the enemies. Like, the Kazon were victims, you know, and oppressed and are an oppressed people, you know? Yeah. So you get to see like all the kind of ramifications of that, which I really liked. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I didn't like how nasty Chakotay and Janeway were with each other. And I was like, oh man, like it almost killed my ship. We'll see. It's right now. uh, I'm not shipping them anymore, but. um, Janeway and Chakotay? Yeah. Because they were just so nasty to each other. Well, and then there's like a lot of stuff because like now Chakotay's having a baby with Seska. Like it's not 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 because it's of his very fault. Very soap opera yeah. now, yeah. yeah. But um, so I, I thought Janeway was just having to put on her captain hat and more so than she might normally, you know? Yeah, because this is a problem that keeps popping up on the ship. The Maquis resentment and yeah. and unrest and everyone's like in you again you see there's you see everyone's point of view you see her point of view you see their point of view you see that nobody's willing to bridge or really make the compromise um i also you also see what i feel like is like a lot of janeway's kind of kind of her blind spots and like her natural like snobbishness and you know speciesism that she does have you know um, which I think is interesting because, like, you, it gives a she gives her like a more three dimensional character. Right. Yeah. I I really like Belan Torres. You can see the growth in Belan Torres. I like the bitchiness of Harry Kim. That uh, was really good. <laughs> Overall, like, I really enjoyed it. I again, it was a good Kazon episode. Like, you brought in Seska and um, Kala. You brought in like the cast, the the set. Like, you just it's more like the Delta Quadrant seems so much. It's more built out. Built out. Very, yeah, it's yeah. getting it's getting more dimensions, fleshed mm-hmm. out more, yeah. Yeah, and it brought a lot of thoughts and, and like, not arguments, but, like, 
ideas. Yeah. And I really, again, good, good Star Trek does that. So I would give it an A minus. I'd give it a 93%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had like a lot of the same thoughts and I mean, mostly throughout the episode, you know, it's, it, uh, I, I kind of shared them, but yeah, I, I um, it, oh, and I love Neelix. I love Neelix. Yeah, Neelix is really doing what he's... What he's I to. think, yeah, what they maybe always intended for him, and they got maybe sidetracked with the Kess stuff. Yeah. And now we don't even ever see them in the same, like, scenes together. Which, please, let's keep it that way. <laughs> well, they would need to... I, I'd feel weird if they broke them up off screen, but yeah. other than that, like, if they break them up, that's fine. They're kind of living their own lives now anyway. But yeah, they each have their own purpose. Um... Yeah, uh, I, 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 it's cool that we got like a, you know, another episode that ties into the, the larger arc of the show. Mm-hmm. I always like those and they did a good job with it and they did. And I trust Star Trek, like you were saying, they, they fleshed out the Kazon more and the Delta Quadrant more and all of the politics that go on. And I trust Star Trek with that. Like, yeah. If you give them, t- you know, the Kazon were kind of dopey, I thought. It was like a, a really lame main adversary f- at the very beginning of the yeah. show. And I w- wasn't really looking forward to seeing them too much. I feel like the Ferengi. Exactly. the Fere- Yeah, that's a perfect example. Ima- the Picture the very first time you saw the Ferengi, I guess, in Next Generation yeah. versus some DS of those Nine. like fantastic episodes of Deep Space Nine where it's a yeah. it's a very complex society. Yeah. Um, we talked about that cartoonishly fascistic society from um, the Resistance episode yeah. a couple of episodes ago. If they came back a couple more times, Star Trek would flesh them out, do them right yeah. too. Yeah, it's yeah. just you know that's just the way it works. And so the more we get to the case on, the more I like it. They yeah. still they still look kind of silly to me. Yeah, but they but the the society is is pretty compelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked all the nuance on this. I like that it has so many real world um, analogies, you know, as far as the, the treatment of people in, um, well, you know, press societies too. and things like that, turning a blind eye to it. And um, yeah, what is considered civilization. And um, so, yeah, I. Or being civilized. Yeah. I was sad to see Chakotay. I it also made me think a lot about what are some other options that they have. Like at this point, if it stays, if it were to stay this bad, which I mean, it's not going to, but like if it were, if if things were on the ship were to stay this bad, I don't think doing things the way that Janeway wants to continue doing them is a good idea. I think right. you've got a problem and you need to Fix it. find a solution yeah. and, and your solution isn't working. Yeah. Um, Running drills is also not going to help. Yeah, yeah. You can only be so bad already. I think that at some point they could offer the Maquis a ship. Maybe they can go and procure a ship in the Delta Quadrant, offer anyone who wants to go do their thing that ship. Yeah. You know, and maybe, and we'll be each other's allies. Like, we're not going to work, we're not married, you know, to each other. But then you can't, you, but then you lose the control of what the Maquis would do. 
Because well, like, but that's would they if, give would they give the like which also, that'd be a like, good that'd be a good I'm gonna you, go write my fan fiction tonight while you're writing your case you, fan would fiction you, like, like also, how would they how would that play out yeah because I think and you wouldn't give them replicating machines or you wouldn't give them transporting the technology Maquis? no because oh then well what are you they give them that, that you give them that ship that's the thing you give them that ship but then who's and, gonna go move away to like not have replicating technology or transporting or like this all is the, the tech? offer this is the offer like why why <laughs> no I'm getting you off of Voyager. This is what you you don't want to be doing. What Janeway is asking you to do, you don't trust Janeway's command. Like you've made yeah. that clear every time the Maquis are in an episode, and yeah. Janeway's got to be getting tired of it. I feel that. I feel. Yeah. I feel her when she had that that like strain on her face. You know. Yeah. I was like, God, like just, just I'm the captain. This isn't that supposed to be that hard. You know. Like just listen to me. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, no, I mean, that would be a possibility, right? But yeah, I think that that's, I mean, we could get into more details about it and, you know, go off on like fantasy land. But yeah, you take this ship that Neelix was able to bid for us, you know, from some friend that he has or whatever. He won it in an auction. It can seat 50 people (laughs) and you get the ship. That's all you get. Yeah. You're not getting any of our technology. We'll give you some medicine from the doctor, uh, whatever, you know? Well, they also wouldn't have warp. I mean, some of those ships have... Well, they have, they seem to be able to go pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, you don't want to be on a ship. Like, <laughs> this is an <laughs> option, you know? Yeah. So, that, I mean, there's, like, little things like that. Like, another, you know... But it was interesting that they that they went with the alliance angle on this. Yeah. Opened Failed. up a lot of, a lot of good visibly. questions, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, my grade was the same as yours. A minus. I don't really know what could have gotten it up to an A, except for maybe some of that like Janeway characterization that kind of takes you out of it for a second, you know, but brings up like good questions too. So anyway, yeah, A minus for me as well. Yeah. So nice job, Voyager. Good job, Jerry Taylor. (laughs) I look forward to seeing your name in the opening credits again. Tell us what you think about this episode. Um, using the hashtag DisplacedInSpace. Our Twitter handle is at DisplacedCast. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook um, at DisplacedInSpacePodcast. You can email us at DisplacedInSpacePodcast at gmail.com. And all of that and more can be found on our website, DisplacedInSpace.com. And if you'd like to make the podcast better and stronger, the site also has links to Venmo and PayPal. And finally, if you're enjoying this podcast... Be sure to subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening, and tell a friend. And until next time, podcast podcast out. out!